0: Today, Park Board Commissioner Stuart um, McKinnon, on behalf of all commissioners, sent a letter of apology to the leaders of the Musqueam, the Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh. Now, the letter apologized for the Park Board's actions and inactions uh, in relation to colonialism and the harm inflicted on the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples, both historically and in the uh, present day. Now, the board says it hopes today's apology forms one more step. On the road towards reconciliation. Now that's fair enough. We emailed uh, Mr. McKinnon to chat about the apology and the cancellation of the Stanley Park Bright Night train. He said he was not available, even though his name and his contact information was on the very press release that they sent. Now the cancellation of the Bright Night's train was announced yesterday, just days before the new park board will be uh, sworn in. The train was pulled from service earlier this year due to mechanical issues with the antique engines and passenger cars, which forced uh, officials also to cancel the uh, Stanley Park Ghost Train event for the third Halloween season in a row. Now, the vintage train normally carries families past the many glowing displays. And as you all know out there, it is a hugely popular event, not just in the city of Vancouver and Vancouver proper, but throughout the region. Now, Bright's Night was also cancelled in 2020 because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was also cut short in 2021 after someone stole the main power source for the attraction. Uh, but let's not, uh, let there be no doubt what is happening here today, as you listen to them tell you that it's about technical issues. For me, this is yet another glaring reminder that ideology... Uh, has been prioritized over common sense and not priorities. The technical challenge that the park board clings to is just another excuse. Other cities in Metro Vancouver have, that, have similar trains that run on time and are always available for kids and parents to enjoy and build their Christmas memories. So let's focus on this so-called outdated vintage equipment issue. Yesterday, we were joined by Global BC anchor and reporter Jordan Armstrong. Listen as he takes apart that argument.
1: This is a very, very common type of miniature railroad if it's not the most common in north america it's certainly one of them there are hundreds of the type operating all over north america including in british columbia essentially jazz it's the honda civic of miniature railroads Uh, i do understand that stanley park operates a smaller track gauge however the company that makes this railroad uh, chance rides out of wichita kansas they're still marketing this product So I think it's a bit of a stretch for the Park Board to say this is just a case of vintage, outdated equipment.
0: So that was Jordan Armstrong from Global BC talking about the first concern now about corrosion and damage. Now let's look at the second issue, which is supposedly overgrown vegetation. Take a listen to Jordan once again.
1: They gave three main reasons for not passing the train in inspection. Number one is corrosion and damage to both track lines and rail cars. Number two, and I think a lot of our listeners will find this interesting, is overgrown vegetation disrupting sight lines and decaying infrastructure. The second reason Technical Safety BC failed the train was because they didn't cut the vegetation and didn't maintain that properly. And I know what we've been hearing from our listeners for months now, that they've been seeing that in many parks all over Vancouver. It doesn't seem like the park maintenance is what it once was. So,
0: you know, those two main issues can easily be dealt with. I mean, for me, that park, and it represents what what happened yesterday, what we heard yesterday actually represents what we've been hearing at City Hall. Both these institutions have to go back to basics. They they have chosen ideology over priorities. And the priorities for citizens is making sure that train runs for Halloween and for Christmas because it's about building memories. They instead focus on other issues, politics. Bike lanes, those types of things. Decolonization, I think that's very important. Reconciliation, very important. But it doesn't mean the city and the park is neglected. Those are the very basic things as citizens we are asking for. Now, one person who is pushing back to basics approach at Vancouver Park what is is Bonnie McKenzie with the group Stanley Park for All. She joins us now. Bonnie, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. What do you think this represents for you in regards to the um, overarching challenges of Stanley Park?
2: The biggest thing for for us, for Stanley Park for All, our little grassroots uh, movement here, is that we want the uh, elected park officials to live up to their election promises and to open up the park to everyone, to make it accessible to everyone, which includes the disabled, people... Um, families, seniors, the businesses, get the businesses back working and getting the cars back in the park so that everything, it can be back to the way it was before uh, the previous park board commissioners shut it down. And that's what the current park board commissioners campaigned on. That is what they promised the citizens of, of vancouver and british columbia and that is what we are expecting them to live up to now there were other comments that they made as well about what they were going to do in the park and as i say um i'm hoping that they they now have an opportunity as coming in clean to act with integrity to live up and to the promises that they made their election campaign and i would hope to see that they do that
0: uh, is there any indication that they're not going to at this point? I mean, they haven't even been sworn in. It'll be Monday, and you no. you, you do expect them to move forward with, with what they said.
2: Yes, I do. I haven't any indication that they're not going to. Um, I really, as I said, time will tell. We will certainly be monitoring them. Um, and hoping that uh, reminding them again of what they did promise, if they start to deviate or, or stray from it, I know they're going to have challenges. I know that people are going to um, have other opinions on what should be happening with the park, and and that is fine. Everyone, that is perfect. That's what a democracy is all about. However, these people did campaign and did get elected on a certain platform, and it is incumbent upon them to. Um, live up to the promises that they made and to honour them.
0: Uh, in regards to the last decade or so at, at, at the park and what, what has transpired, what are the bigger bigger challenges that you see that need to be addressed? For our audience, explain what you say, when the, the changes that you'd like to see. What specifically are those?
2: Okay. Well, specifically over the last decade, the park... Um, stanley park and the parks board itself have been totally unfunded so the maintenance hasn't been happening they've been looking at uh, doing all types of other things that sort of is not what i would consider their core mandate which is park and recreation and i think that's what they need to get back to what has happened here is that the previous uh incumbents had decided that they wanted to put in a bike lane around stanley park now Everyone needs to be aware. The cyclists are still currently using the seawall. So there's cyclists are still able to cycle around the park. There's no problem there. What they wanted to do was to, to get them off the seawall and get them on the roadway. And by doing that, they eliminated one lane of traffic. And by doing that, they also eliminated all the parking. They eliminated disabled parking. They did, eliminated parking for the restaurants and the commercial venues in the park. So the result was that you had very few people going into the park. They couldn't park there. The disabled couldn't get out and uh, use the, handic- the handicapped parking. Everything was gone. They lost over $20,000 a year in revenue because they lost the parking. And then the businesses had to shut down because they didn't have any patrons. And then added to that, when the traffic did resume over nice long weekends in the summer, you had such congestion that they started putting up signs at the beginning of, at the front of every bridge coming into Vancouver saying, avoid Stanley Park because of congestion, use an alternate route. So that further damaged not only um, the reputation of Vancouver and the jewel of our city um, for tourists, but it also just put another nail in the coffin of the businesses in the park. So what we want, and what ABC uh, campaigned on, is that they will take out that bike lane. They will restore the traffic to two lanes, they will restore the parking, and they will hopefully get the businesses back and running. Accessibility will be given to everyone in Vancouver, including families with kids and picnic stuff and the beaches and um, the disabled. and seniors and all types of other people so that the park will be back to the way that it was before they decided to put in that bike lane and totally disrupt what we had. And um, that's what we're looking forward to, and we're hoping that by doing that and getting back to focusing on their basics, which they said they would be doing, that they'll start maintaining the park, um, improve the signage, uh, clean the washrooms, clean up the beaches put lifeguards in like i'm there's all types of things that they really need to do not only in this park but in other parks
0: bonnie thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it
2: well thank you very much as i appreciate the opportunity to be able to speak with you